Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Feel Good Astrology Podcast with Louisa Tanner-Munson. To request your personal reading, go to FeelGoodAstrology.com. Hey there, welcome to the Pluto Through the Houses series. This is just a little, um, (laughs) I just wanted to kind of give some user notes (laughs) before you dive into it. Not because um, you necessarily need it, but because there's so much to Pluto that I've experienced in my life and um, that I've observed with my clients. And I just think it, it's important to um, see the potential of Pluto from lots of different angles. Each of the recordings I've done for each of the house positions um, was based on some notes that I made and also me kind of tuning in. I, I tend to do a bit of a an astrology channel. That's kind of how I work. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm aware that I, I won't pick up on everything that could occur. Um, and sometimes, um, I, I don't know, I just wanted to get... Um, a much bigger feeling for what Pluto really represents. So just in case it's not fully picked up in the house, um, the house recording that you're listening to, I just really want to share with you these, these sort of extra thoughts. And the first one is that I see Pluto um, as I see all planets and I, as I see all people and all plants and all animals and the earth even, everything has a life cycle and Pluto also has a life cycle. And, you know, in examining the effects of Pluto going through the first all the way around to the 12th house, um, I see it as an endless loop, um, a cycle that recycles itself. It's like the snake that eats its tail. (laughs) Um, It is like the wheel of karma. If you believe in karma, it's also, um, taking us from one life to another to another to another if you believe in past lives um and pluto is a transformer you know and one of the ways i always think of as being really plutonic is you know pluto is like a great big compost bin or a black hole so as a compost bin you know everything that you've experienced kind of gets chucked in this bin and hopefully if you're lucky it gets broken down and sometimes things don't get broken down or you know if you if you've got a compost bin like mine you'll notice that some things break down really quickly and other things fester you know and you've got to move it around you've got to like poke it with a stick every now and again and if you think that the compost bin that pluto's involved in 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 processing for you it's like your unconscious mind um it's like all of your old 
past pains, fears, upsets, um, moments of transformation, moments of trauma, all of that is Pluto territory. And of course, we also wear it, you know, lots of our emotions, our spiritual experiences, our traumas get caught in um, our bodies, in our fascia, you know, in our muscles. Um, and, you know, we, we carry these traumatic, emotional, spiritual, traumatic wounds within our bodies. I'm um, a fan of German new medicine and also homeopathy. Um, I'm not to, not to say that I don't trust medicine necessarily, but I just prefer to look at a very sort of holistic model of health. And yeah, if we re- if we only realized that trauma could be captured in our bodies and held in our bodies until we can release it, um, you know, like Pluto is the transforming factor. If we didn't have Pluto, Pluto is almost like the bad bacteria in your stomach on the, and the good bacteria. You know, it's all involved in transforming your body and transforming a situation because everything is born and everything grows and everything um, culminates and then it starts to die back. And it's when we start fighting against the flow of life that stagnation comes in. You know, so um, I remember years ago, one of my favorite um, friends, actually, but also a really good coach, a top coach called Rick Purcell uh, on my other channel called um, The Barefoot Broadcast on YouTube. Um, I've got loads of interviews with him, over 50 interviews, and he's an enlightened being. And we have lots of conversations. But I remember years ago when I was about about 13 years ago, uh, he was telling me that when you try to hold a position and when you are absolutely digging your heels in and saying, okay, when I get to this, like when I've got this house, everything's going to be perfect. Or when I get this job or when I reach this income, everything's going to be perfect. You know, when we set ourselves these limits um, we kind of get to them and then we don't want to progress any further because we're a bit scared of what the next great big change is. And so when we start positioning ourselves and holding ourselves in one place, um, we're actually starting to desiccate. We're starting to die. We're starting to create um, a symptom that will need to be broken down at some point because life is fluid. If you look at, if you look at, um, look at humans as they get older babies are super flexible they can put their heads their their little feet up by their ears no problem they are so flexible um and hopefully you don't drop them I definitely don't advocate for that but babies seem to just fall just right and they seem to you know a bit like a drunk who is not holding their body rigid you know if they were to injure themselves or fall over they just don't seem to hurt themselves because they're really flexible in those moments Contrast that with an elderly person that gets more and more arthritic and rigid and, you know, their muscles can't move as far. They're not as flexible. Also, contrast that with older people who might be stubborn in their thinking. You know, their thoughts can only go so far and they have no go areas. All of this is all of this is control mechanisms, you know. So the more we're controlling our existence, the more we are making ourselves rigid the more we're aging ourselves if you look at nature and you look at all the plants and stuff you know young trees they've got lots of vitality they can move in the wind as they get stronger um they're still flexible but they have a bit more strength and then you know as they start to get older and as they start to die back and and trees are really quite brilliant because they they live for a long time if they're in the right environment which says a lot actually about all of life i think but you know, 
if a tree gets starts to lose connection with what it is and with the ground and nutrients and finds itself in the wrong situation it will start to get a bit rigid and then if it's blown around in a gust it breaks um, and it dies and look at the plants I love you know flowering plants I love vegetables and all sorts you know at the end of its life cycle and it's given up all its seeds and it's done all its beautiful best and it starts to die what happens it loses its color it loses its moisture and it dries and it turns to a crisp and then it just blows off in the wind like some old bits of ash. And that's very much like the phoenix as well. And I mention it in a couple of the um, episodes, but, you know, the whole phoenix rising from the ashes, you know, we can we get into our most glorious state of being, you know, this beautiful phoenix, this mythological bird, this amazing um, creature and it gets to this stage where it just needs to burn itself up completely. Um, and it looks like a death. And at some level it is. It dies to itself. It dies to its ego. And yet out of its ashes, it's reborn. So Pluto also has this cycle of regeneration. If you think of the compost that I mentioned at the start, you know, the compost, it dies, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. It breaks right down until it really doesn't resemble the thing it was. And in that moment is that potential for new life to spring forwards. It's like that connection to the life force. Um, you know, the phoenix, it recreates itself. Um, and, and Pluto, <laughs> as much as Pluto tends to be a bit of a traumatic drag in our life, and it can absolutely signify where we're going to get our butts really kicked when it's transiting in a sensitive area of our chart. You know, yes, it brings up deep and painful lessons for us to learn. However, it also shows us where we're rigid about something and where we're not, when we're not going to give in and actually where we probably need to yield to something. Because when you do come face to face with a tr troubling Pluto transit or, um, you know, a difficult Pluto aspect in your chart, it's showing us where we're a bit arrogant, you know, where we've got a false awareness of our greatness and we think we're omnipotent. And yes, maybe the energy behind us, you know, Maybe the life force that animates us is omnipotent. But right now on planet Earth, whatever Earth is, you know, in these bodies, we're in a place where things are born and die. So it's like, how do you manage knowing that you're an infinite being? That's if you do believe that. I mean, some of you listening may not, you know, you might be atheists and you might not believe in infinite beings. You know, that's fine. But how can you... Um, like if you believe in infinity uh, and infinite beings and infinite life energy, if you believe you're an infinite being and you're also in a body that's going to live, grow, reproduce likely, and then slowly die off, um, how do you manage that? How do you manage that? Sh the shock of that, the shock of the realization. Um, and if you're an atheist, you, you'll still have that feeling of, okay, I've got this life. Oh my God, one day I'm going to die. Um, how do you manage that feeling of the feeling of oblivion, you know, like being in existence and then not existing? There's so many different things for us to process. And, you know, I've got three small children, um, and two out of the three have grown old enough to realize at some point they're going to die or that I'm going to die or, or dad's going to die or anyone that, you know, like a pet, um, you know, we, we encounter death. And at some level, Pluto shows us 
the no-go areas that we hold, that we're not prepared to go to, that we dread to go to. In fact, there's no way in the world we're going to touch it. If we don't hear it, it doesn't exist. And it's those things that we ignore. You know, one of the greatest gifts I gave myself was to kind of give up with my life, um, the Western life that I had for a while. Um, you know, I was I was being um, a bit of a, a spoke in my wheel. I wasn't I wasn't really helping my progress. I was caught on the past. I was in a place of why me? Oh, my God, it didn't happen for me. This didn't happen. It wasn't going to work. And and I got myself into a right old mess about it. And in the end, said, OK, I'm giving up. I'm going on a on a journey. Um, and I'm going to see what's on the other side of the world and and just hang out there and see what occurs. And it was the best thing I ever did, because one of the things I noticed when I was living in Bali in Indonesia, you know, um, well over a decade ago, um, I noticed that, you know, the Balinese Indonesians have a completely different relationship to death. And that was a real gift because, you know, growing up in the UK, I'm now living in Europe. I've, I've lived in quite a few countries, actually. But, you know, in Europe aging dying it's all hidden and um you know our old people usually decide to go in homes themselves or if if not they're usually put in homes where i'm living now in portugal actually a lot of them still look after their elderly grandparents you know they they actually live in some of them live in like three generational families even four generational and that's nice um what i encountered in bali was you know at every end of um life every stage of life um you see it you know because also i noticed you know living in the uk babies children you know we manage them we put them into creches you know we put them into all sorts of different things it's like different age groups get siphoned off into different little pockets of development and unless you're directly related to them you just don't really see them um, just in the same way we didn't really see people die. And then when people do go to die, they tend to go into a hospital or a hospice. And again, we're kind of disconnected from the whole process of birthing right the way through to dying. You know, where I'm in Portugal, 30, 40 years ago, people still had their babies at home. And now most people have them in a hospital. When I was in Indonesia, boy, was that different. You know, I got to see that everyone was part of the process. And as such, People were very philosophical and, um, you know, I had some really life-changing experiences having conversations. I did a bit of volunteering at an ashram, chatting with kids who had a completely different mindset to children growing up in, in the UK, for example. But, you know, one of the things I loved was how they celebrated the lives of people dying um, all at once, you know, um, and they... They celebrated in tune with the moon um, and the cycles of life, the cycles of life, the birth, the death, the continuous, the continuous cycle is revered. And because of that, we're not afraid of it. And so I think Pluto really shows us, Westerners in particular, (laughs) it, it lifts the lid on what we're too afraid to look at. And, you know, we don't even know we need to look at it. And and so, yeah, Pluto is a bit of a, a thorn in one side. If we don't want to look at something, Pluto is very persistent and will come knocking on your door like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> totally like this. Might start as a little whisper, first of all, like you might be having a quiet moment and then you hear this little whisper in, in, <laughs> in your ear and you don't even know who it is. And it might not even have your voice. It might have the voice of your mum or a grandparent or something or an old teacher that you didn't like. But you'll hear this 
this isn't for you or it's going to go wrong or it's only a matter of time or I don't know any one of hundreds of thousands of different self-sabotaging thoughts we have or realities that we might hear and so there is this inkling that something's not quite right and then usually as Pluto gets closer to us as one of these lessons is coming up we might get a sense that something's not right you know there will be a blockage in our progress and it might seem to be a blockage that is coming from an outside source that's not really not remotely related to us it just seems like it's it's um an unconnected thing but actually if you then connect oh I heard it in my head or I had that sense oh and then my flow stopped and then if you carry on regardless ignoring these restrictions and 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 not really noticing and not really lifting the lid up to see what's really going on then you may well find there's a direct situation where you're challenged and you're pushed back you get this pushback um and the more you start to wriggle around trying to get out of it the harder you get sucked into it a bit like quicksand um so it's it's a very sort of uncomfortable feeling um and then if you're really ignoring what's being what's coming up for you as a challenge i normally find it shows up as an enemy or or somebody that you have a a major disagreement with you know it feels like someone turns on you it feels like snakes come up and they're hissing at you it feels like all of a sudden it's very very personal so you know i don't think Pluto necessarily is personal. You know, Pluto is, as far as I can see, Pluto is like an awareness. It's reminding you of what is coming up and what you're not facing. If anything, Pluto's an old friend. But most of us don't really listen to that old friend until it gets a little bit dire. And then it's like you take one step forwards and you're you're still two steps back. And it can take many, many years to get through this. Um, I have had Pluto uh, go over my ascendant, um, connect with my Uranus, uh, connect with my Mars, my Neptune, my North Node, um, then my Sun, then my Mercury, um, and then my Venus. So, you know, he's just got to connect with um, Jupiter, my moon and Saturn. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole shebang. Um, you know, and that, that will happen if I live to be, um, yeah, quite old, <laughs> but you know, not everyone has Pluto connecting to lots of things, but in my chart, for instance, and this is one thing you'll notice with your charts, um, certain patterns might need, mean that you have more Pluto, um, effects going on. So I was very resistant to a lot of change in uh, my late teens and then again in my late 20s. So I'd built my life around me and it wasn't really suiting me. And I was really knowing it wasn't quite right, but I was hoping it would turn out just fine. And I was just ignoring what was really coming up as an inkling for me. And um, because of the placement of my planets, all kind of daisy chaining together in what's known as a stellium, I had this almost like 15 years of Pluto disappointment um, where it just kept coming up. And it's not a continuous thing. This is the thing with Pluto. It's not continuous. It takes a really long time to move over something. If it's going over your sun or an angle, for instance, you'll feel it coming in for maybe six months and then you'll really sort of feel it and the theme will be really quite present. Um, and then it will move beyond that. Um, and then Pluto will tend to go retrograde, which is like when you start taking the two steps back um, and it will probably go over that point again. Um, and then it will start to go forwards again and it will probably go over a third time. Occasionally it goes over a point four times. <laughs> I have counted that in somebody's chart. But, 
you know, it's a backwards, forwards, forwards, backwards kind of thing. And it can take up to two years to really clear it. Uh, you have to be patient with yourself. What we're talking about is really deep psychological change. And of course, if you're going through any kind of deep psychological change, you know, you have to practice those skills. You have to get used to them. They have to become your new normal. Of course, it's going to take a couple of years. It could take a whole lifetime. So, you know, in my experience, I had a whole run of it where, you know, first of all, it was about how I protected myself. Then it was about, you know, my intuition. Then it was about my life direction. And it kind of went from one planet to another, to another, to another, to another. And finally, (laughs) just as it was heading towards Venus, when I'd made so many different changes, I was thinking to myself, what now? How much more do I have to freaking change so that you Pluto get off my back because I could see that I was doing so many different things everyone else does and people getting different results but I wasn't really listening to what was really going on for me what was really right for me anyway as I saw Pluto coming up to my Venus I thought oh my god what possible life-changing situation can I have now and here's the thing when you've really faced your fears, which is what Pluto represents, when you really face your fears and you almost bring them on, you kind of say, come on then, let's just chat. You know, when you start seeing him as an old friend, he doesn't start, he doesn't screw your life up, you know. So funnily enough, by that time, I'd really listened to my inner Pluto. Um, and so as Pluto came into the last position, which was in a conjunction with my Venus, it actually corresponded with the most magnificent and transforming experience of my life, which was meeting my um, now husband and us creating a family together. And we've now like emigrated, migrated over five and a half years ago. So we have a whole new life. I have a whole new life. And it all sprung from that moment when Pluto connected with my Venus and I literally (laughs) met my husband. So, you know, Pluto is not all bad. It can show us where our greatest freedom is. And I'm absolutely in this moment, you know, I really feel like I've captured the spirit of Pluto and what we need to do. We really need to look at where we are being our own obstacle Absolutely, 100%. But I'm reminded of two things that came into my awareness yesterday. And I just want to share them with you because it's so true. The first one is the advice from Uncle Ben. Um, Now, this is Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. So he is the uncle of Peter Parker, who is young Spider-Man. And he says, with great power comes great responsibility. So, you know, another aspect of Pluto is that it is you know, you're controlling your life so you can have power. And as we get this great power, as we practice it and we let go of our controls and start trusting in the forces of life, we don't stop trying to, we don't try to cheat life. We know we're going to die at some point and we know we're going to change. It's all natural. You know, once we start going with the flow, you know, life starts getting really magnificent and we start to get very powerful. And so with Pluto, it's really important also to pay attention to the responsibility factor of power. Now, the last thing that I wanted to share with you also came into my consciousness just yesterday. And it was a meme from a friend who shared with me the following. I'm currently in the process of rebranding my entire life. What you see right now is nothing compared to the life I'm getting ready to manifest. And that, my friends, (laughs) that is the absolute gift, the real true gift of Pluto. 
It really, truly is an adventure. And if you would like to talk with me about your adventure or even join a uh, focus group, like a small focus group all about Pluto, Pluto through our signs, then please just drop me a line. It's louisatanamunson at gmail.com and um, let's see what we can conjure up together. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this series and I look forward to interacting with you in the near future. Lots of love. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Feel Good Astrology podcast with Louisa Tanner-Munson. To request your personal reading, go to feelgoodastrology.com.